2: It's about culture now. It's like you're thumbing your nose at the process. part of politics and part of sports and part of gaming, and it's not just the future of money anymore.
0: As they push the conversation further with their own criticisms and reactions to the latest Bitcoin and crypto news from around the world. It believes crypto is bad and it wants it out.
2: I'm even old enough to remember when Microsoft was a kind of cool company in Silicon Valley. Ben, you're old enough to remember when telegrams came over a wire under the sea.
0: <laughs> and just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice.
2: Hello, this is Ben Schiller from Opinionated at Coindesk. I'm the features editor here. And this is Danny Nelson. Are you there, Danny? I am. I am. Good morning to all. It wouldn't be the same without you. And just wanted to remind our listeners about the fantastic festival that uh, Coindesk is planning for this summer in Austin, Texas. That's going to be June 9th to 11th. And it's going to be a really, really big deal going to be organizing the big ideas stage there from the layer two section, which is going to be very, very sexy. And I'm sure you're doing uh, big things down there, Danny, as well. Are you excited for the event?
1: I am. It, it's on my birthday, actually. So it better be a good time. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Well, we'll have to celebrate your birthday at the same time with a big festival with 15,000 crazy crypto people.
1: What a terrible way to spend your birthday. <laughs> it
2: won't be that bad. Austin's a lot All of of fun. my least favorite people what, together in a big room. <laughs> We're going to have the big uh, convention center there and lots of satellite venues, lots of celebrities and sports and DAOs and sexy feature of money stuff. Okay, we're going to get on to a more serious topic now, which is the situation in Ukraine. And I'm going to hand this over to Danny, who's got a very special guest, who's got a crypto angle on that. So uh, Danny, you want to take it away?
1: Absolutely. Yes. And today on the podcast, we have uh, Kim Bazak. He's a campaign manager at Market Across, which is one of the big PR firms helping connect crypto startups to people like us. In this case, though, Kim has a very interesting perspective on how at least one part of Ukraine's crypto donations campaign came together. He was, as I recently found out, instrumental in connecting Gavin Wood with the Ministry of Digital Transformation uh, in connecting a $5 million crypto donation. And that's only been the start of what's become an even broader campaign. So Kim, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, Danny. Hey, Benjamin. Thank you guys for inviting me to the show. So, yeah, I apparently was in the right place at the right time. Like the rest of the world, I saw Gavin, without letting us know, uh, he just tweeted to the official Ukraine Twitter that if they will share a dot address, he will donate $5 million. And probably he just tweeted and, and went to sleep. And some people from Ukraine that also know the government and know us uh, approached us and told us, hey, we really want to help the Ukraine government get the money from Gavin. So any chance that you can help us? I'm like, sure. Can you connect us with the government officials? And they opened a chat group with Alex Boniakov. At the time, I really didn't know uh, who's Alex. So I needed to kind of verify who I'm talking with to make sure that it's not a phishing scam or something. Alex was not happy for, that I was trying to do like KYC to him. It's like, I am official. And I'm like, yeah, but I really need to fact check that like on your official Twitter account, the Ukraine official account, maybe uh, Fedorov, the vice president. And eventually after like a few hours and a day, we managed to get a hold on the, the guy that handles the official Twitter account. And he, the, he added the, the dot address to the official tweet, and also Fedorov tweeted, then we were able to tell Gav, okay, we have all the verifications to the address, public ones, and eventually he did send the money. But afterwards, we're like, okay, we can now help you guys maybe try to push for the community to raise more money from Polkadot ecosystem. And why just Polkadot? We can try and get maybe more projects to do the same. And eventually, yeah, we became like some kind of a hub that connects the crypto world to uh, government officials in, at Ukraine. Yeah. And then they kept like giving us like more stuff that they want to get help with the media, like the NFTs that are working on. And we get them like a few interviews for uh, Alex. We basically helped just to facilitate everything. We didn't actually like approach them. I was surprised from tweet just like the rest of the crypto space, but we're the PR of Polkadot. So yeah, that really helped us to just keep on helping them.
1: And so you're basically kind of like the fixer that's helping connect the crypto world to the government. I mean, fix- journalists all around the world know very well fixers as the people that make things happen in countries where they're not too familiar. For, for you, at least, you're the fixer for the crypto space, which is some, pretty fascinating.
3: Yeah, for me as well. I mean, that's the most awesome thing I ever done, to be honest.
1: And uh, just to remind everyone, Alex Bornikov, he's, I believe, the vice. He's the deputy minister. Deputy deputy minister. Yeah. Yes. The deputy minister for digital transformation in Ukraine. He has, as I've learned, pretty familiar with crypto, or at least lots of the staff in this ministry are. Um, I've spoken to the guys at Everstake and Allbridge, and everyone seems to say that this, this government ministry really is drinking the Kool-Aid. It's not like they're just asking for crypto donations. They are pushing for uh, you know, crypto prominence in a country that Chainalysis just last year said was number one around the world for adoption. I mean, it's fascinating to hear your story of this. I really can't imagine that Alex was too happy when you said, uh, look, I need to make sure that you're not just a scammer trying to take $5 million.
3: Yeah. When I ask like, I need something, like I need a government official that will say something about it. It's like, I am government official. Like, that's me. Yeah. Sorry. But right now, at least uh, that's not enough. I mean, of course that right now, Alex is is well known, but at the time it wasn't enough for us at least to tell Gavin, look, it's verified. But after we got everything, we're like, okay, we're dealing with the right people, with the government official, and we really want to help you guys. Uh, And that's it.
2: So congratulations on this. I mean, do you have an estimate for the total amount that you've now sent to Ukraine?
3: I can't really say how much of the total amount because of us, but I know the total amount, at least from the latest number, was a bit above 50, like $53 million. Yeah. And also, by the way, more people from like Ukraine-based crypto projects that were like former clients of us, they told us, look, help us guys, help us. We're like, yeah, we're actually helping you guys with With Alex and the government, like, and we ask, hey, can you at least tell us, like, the money goes to the right cause? They're doing good things with the money? They said, definitely. They said, right now, at least, there is no corruption in Ukraine. They are doing everything they can to just save the country, basically. And they told us they're not using for buying, like, little stuff, only, like, protective gear for the military and, like, humanitarian support. So at least for many donors, it was really important not to support like buying weapons.
2: right?
1: And how did the airdrop transform into an NFT project?
3: So I'll be honest, it's not like we're really consulting everything to them. They're really great at what they're doing. I think Mikhail Fedorov, the vice president, and Alex are doing a great job in the the entire marketing and Twitter space. And with all the ideas, we know that Kuna, the exchange is helping them and they have uh, multi-sig wallets. For different kind of stuff, so they're really into everything. Like I can't share uh, details with the next project of the NFT, but I can tell you they're doing something, and probably uh, you're gonna see it like very soon.
1: And does Market Across work with any companies that have staff in Ukraine? I know there's a lot of crypto companies out there that do have engineers in the country.
3: So not like Market Across employees, but we do have clients that have people that works over there. So. That's also the way that we got in touch with few other NGOs and stuff like that.
0: Join us at Coindesk's Consensus 2022. The Festival for the Decentralized World is happening this June 9th through the 12th in Austin, Texas. This is the largest and longest running event showcasing and celebrating all sides of the blockchain, crypto ecosystems, Web3 and the metaverse. And it's designed for everyone. Crypto newbies, investors, entrepreneurs, developers, and creators. Use the code OPINIONATED15 to get 15% off your pass. Visit coindesk.com forward slash consensus 2022. We'll see you there.
2: Are there reasons for doing donations in crypto rather than in uh, sort of traditional money?
3: So first of all, this is our expertise. I mean, probably there's a lot of people that are handling the like fiat donations, and we can't really tap into this and really help. I mean, in crypto, we have more strength, more connections, and more value for them. So this is why we jumped on the crypto wagon and not just on the donation wagon in general. And also, at least from what Alex told us, the crypto is much faster for them to get and to spend
1: have some interesting breaking news. As we record this podcast, it appears that just a couple of minutes ago, the Ministry of Digital Transformation, which we've been talking about, has announced that Ukraine's president has signed the law making Ukrainian cryptocurrency exchanges legal as banks. So this is just right now a huge step forward for the uh, proliferation of crypto assets in the country, I mean, this is a place that's under siege. And now we have the head of the government, literally as we're recording this podcast, the announcement's coming, that the industry is taking a step
2: forward. Interesting. Because I think Coinbase was delisting itself from working there at one point. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think if we get through this horrible nightmare and Russia f***s off back to where it was, Ukraine might become a real sort of hotbed of crypto innovation, I think, after this, because of of all these moves that we're seeing. So that's an interesting possibility.
3: I really hope so. Really hope so, to be honest. I mean, at the moment, I never been in Ukraine before. I never been into Ukraine politics, news. And I found myself in a couple of days, know the names of the cities, the government officials, the entire geopolitics area. In like a couple of days I was really, really into it. And at least from like What I know right now, I really hope that Ukraine will survive and will be able to rebuild itself after because I think we're going to get an amazing nation for the world and for the crypto space and for the high tech in general. And they have great people over there. Great leadership as well. Absolutely.
1: So what's next for your role in helping facilitate all this? You had mentioned to me on the phone that there were lots of... It started with Polkadot and it's now morphed into this broader hub that market across has become. Could you talk a bit more about that?
3: Sure, initially, like I said, we started like to get or to connect them to projects to get their addresses and get the the donation. But after Everscale and FTX did the website with them with all the verified uh, wallets, I think at least for us to be connecting them just for this donation, I think we've, we've done our job. And I think right now people can actually donate in, in many ways or talk to them directly right now. They have these channels. So we were kind in the kiosk in the phase. But after the chaos phase ended, I think we've done our, our did. But for Next, we have a few other uh, projects that are raising money for either like uh, uh, humanitarian reasons. I don't want to use names right now because I haven't uh, verified the projects yet. So I don't want to... Send traffic right now to unverified project. But one of them is trying to uh, raise money for credit cards, like uh, a prepaid credit cards for refugees. And again, the NFT, uh, Ukraine DAO, that was the project of the uh, NFT of the flag. We also help them. If a project is approaching us and is really tied to the uh, Ukraine, Russia situation, and they have something like to do that is, for us, looks serious, we will help.
1: And just a final wrap-up question. For me, at least, all this Ukrainian crypto stuff has changed my perception of the power that crypto has because of its ability to connect people around the world. You're just as sucked into this industry as we are, if not more so. Has it changed any of the ways that you think about like crypto from a you know philosophical moral standpoint?
3: I was very bullish about crypto before because I am working in a space since 2017. But after the Ukraine-Russia story exploded, I'm extremely bullish about crypto because I saw it helps not one side, it helps the like all sides. Russia also are profiting from crypto. Ukraine, Israel, I mean, crypto is unbiased, exactly as it intended to be. Unbiased for all, that's it. That's why I'm super bullish. And I think what we are seeing with the NFT, with the donation, with uh, what you're doing with the donation, are they buying supplies super fast, even faster than Swift? I think I'm even more bullish right now, yeah.
2: All right, it was great. Thanks very much for coming on the show, Kim. And congratulations on everything you're doing. And hopefully you'll be doing more of it.
3: Thank you guys for inviting me.
2: So if anyone listening to this show wants to donate via you, uh, is there something they can do?
3: I mean, like I said, you can just uh, go to the official website that Everscale and FTX did with them. It's great. It's not like I'm getting credit or affiliates from that. So you can just go to the official website and donate. And if someone want to, I don't know, verify or get any, let's say... It's a credit, but I want to get any acknowledgement from the government if it puts like a big amount of donation, a massive donation. Yeah, they can definitely approach us. We can definitely help facilitate the donation. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, guys.
2: Thank you. So, Danny, that was pretty interesting. And I was inspired by your comment there about uh, the ability for crypto to bring people together and to funnel donations to an extremely worthy cause like this. Uh, this is quite an inspiring story. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is crazy. Like, so often I feel like we're just... Sitting at the
1: entrance to the crypto casino, handing out brochures about what (laughs) is and isn't safe, and/or raising money, and/or insert uh, superlative here. So uh, this whole Ukraine stuff really changes my perception. At least in this instance, we are seeing the power of borderless money. We really are. There's no other way that Ukraine could have raised this money from people. I mean, sure, they they get military aid and they get You know, other countries helping them. And we should say that the amount of money flowing in from those rails far outpaces the 50, 100 million, whatever it is that has come in crypto. But when you're under siege and you're fighting for survival, $100 million is a lot of money. And it's a lot of money that they would not have been able to raise from just saying, well, here's our international routing number, send us your fiat. That's not going to work. People aren't going to do that. But in crypto, they do because it's so easy.
2: But I guess the, uh, the flip side of that, you know, the positive story is that this is unstoppable money and it's an open source tool that anyone can use. So uh, the Russian side is also making use of crypto as well. So uh, it's, it's not like crypto is unalloyed good thing. It's, it's just a tool that anyone can uh, employ. It is. It is
1: a tool that anyone can employ. And that's definitely worth remembering. And it's also worth noting that even though the narrative now is pretty established that Crypto can't be used for massive sanctions evasion. It's just not the the amount of money that needs to move far outpaces the amount of money that moves in crypto. So you could not hide those types of transactions on the chain, but that doesn't mean that there's no unseemly activity. Just yesterday, the crypto tracing company Elliptic announced that it had flagged thousands of crypto wallets that it had connected to sanctioned individuals in Russia. Now, it didn't say that these wallets were being used for sanctions evasion, but it's worth remembering that crypto doesn't care who you are. Crypto doesn't care what you do. Crypto has no say in those matters. The chain is the truth and anyone can use it. And you can use it for what is perceived as good or as bad. But I think that the most important thing is that in a time of crisis, when other institutions are failing and under fire and there's chaos it is a solution to moving money across borders that you really don't see in any other technology
2: well said all right that was the one and only danny nelson and i'm the one and only ben schiller and uh, that was opinionated and thanks for listening we'll have another show for you next week thanks for joining
0: you've been listening to opinionated with ben schiller danny nelson and guest kim bazak Today's show is produced, edited, and announced by Michelle Mousseau, with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our theme song is by Ellison. Have any questions or comments? We would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Opinionated, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.